0: Welcome to Stand Out Get Noticed. Over the holiday season, we're resharing the most downloaded episodes of 2019. The regular podcast will be back on Wednesday the 8th of January 2020. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to Stand Out, Get Noticed. I'm Christina Cantor's speaker, coach, and founder of The C-Method, where I help high-performing professionals and business leaders to build powerful communication skills. You can learn more at thecmethod.com. Now, if you are a brand new listener, a huge welcome to you. Thank you for joining us. A couple of things you need to know about this podcast – I these solo episodes, I record in a single take. That is, I don't go through and edit them out. So you may hear me take a sip of water. I might mess up my sentences, but that's okay. I want to demonstrate to you all that you don't have to be a perfect communicator to be effective and that it's okay to make mistakes because that's often what comes up when we are speaking up in a meeting or presenting um, our work. We can be afraid of making those mistakes, and I want to show you that it's okay. Alrighty, now another announcement: I will be taking a three-week break from the podcast starting next week, as I am getting married. Yes, very exciting! It's only a week and a half away—the wedding from today. So there's a lot going on, um, but look, it doesn't mean no podcast. You will still get your weekly dose. There will be a podcast takeover, rather, by some of my favorite people. So you will be hearing from my talented sister, Zay, who has featured on the show before in episodes 83 and 150. And if you're a longtime listener, you might be thinking, wait, wasn't her name Lizay? And that is true. Their name was Lizay, They have since changed it to Zay and they will share why they changed their name at some point in the episode. And they will also explain to you why I'm referring to Zay as they and not she. So you'll find out more in the coming weeks. Zay will also be teaming up with their partner, Bowie Stover, who also featured in episode 126. Apart from Zay and Bowie, you will also be hearing from hypnotherapist and naturopath Sean Resnick, who featured on episode 40, we had a conversation around how to manage your anxiety. So that will be really cool. So he's come on board. Um, I will be really excited to listen to my own podcast while I'm on honeymoon. What a treat. It'll be so good. Okay, let's get into today's topic, and it's all about how to be more assertive in the workplace. Now this came to my attention recently in a coaching session in my group coaching program. One of my clients said that she had received feedback that she quote interrupted too much in meetings. And she asked me, how do I stop myself from interrupting so much? Now when we dug a little deeper, we found that It wasn't the fact that she was interrupting people that was the problem. It was the way she was interrupting them. She came across to her colleagues as being abrupt and being rude. So she said to me, you know, I am naturally assertive, but if I am too assertive, it comes across as rude, and then people don't like me. But then I don't want to appear meek or lacking confidence either. So this is a conundrum faced by many high-achieving women in the workplace. And I say women because this is a well-researched issue, this double bind that women find themselves in. You know, to move up in the workplace, the traits commonly associated with great leadership are stereotypically masculine traits, such as assertiveness and competitiveness. This works really well for men. When a man is assertive, he is perceived as being a great leader. He knows his stuff. On the other hand, when a woman is assertive, she can be perceived as being bossy, abrasive. And studies have shown that women who use aggressive communication in the workplace are seen as being less competent and deserving of lower pay. And then, on top of that, at the other end of the spectrum, if women don't assert themselves, they are seen as being too nice, or maybe they're seen as weak and they may be overlooked for promotions and other opportunities. Now, this topic, this, this double bind of you know how men and women are perceived in the workplace, it's a whole other topic that I won't be addressing in this episode. We'll leave that for another time. But what I do want to offer you today is some ideas for how you can bring assertive communication into the workplace so that you can be noticed and get your ideas heard, but without coming across as rude or bossy. Does that sound good? So maybe you've been told that you're too aggressive or maybe you don't speak up at work out of fear of being rude or coming across as aggressive. If you find yourself in this double bind and you feel that it's holding you back from reaching your potential, then I suggest you keep listening show notes will be at the C method sorry the C methodcom slash 205 and I'll put um, a summary of everything I talk about in there all right so let's get into it firstly what is assertiveness let's let's define this um, one definition so there's you know a number online of course I had a, a, a quick Google and um, One definition I found that I quite liked is assertiveness is the quality of being self-assured and confident without being aggressive. In the field of psychology and psychotherapy, it is a learnable skill and mode of communication. Now, I really like in this definition that where they say that it is learnable. Um, if If you think that you're naturally not assertive, it's likely that you learned that too. And often this comes back to, you know, how we grew up. So perhaps you had women figures in your life who weren't assertive. You know, maybe your mum wasn't very assertive and, and this is where you learned it. Maybe as a young girl, you were told not to speak up or you were told that you were a bossy boots if you did speak up. Or perhaps it was less obvious, you may have been praised for being pretty or working hard at school, you know, getting good grades, but you're not praised for vocalizing your wants and needs. Now, all of these things that we experience growing up can and often have a a deep impact on us in, in adulthood as well. I even I remember getting feedback like this as a young girl, and this is one of my dad's favorite stories. He would tell about me. I think I was five or something. I was quite young, and I we were at the dinner table. This is with the whole like the whole extended family, and I'm talking away, and my dad said to me, "Christina, aren't you just a little chatterbox?" Now, some people, some some girls might have taken this as a a negative. Comment and it could be construed as as being negative, you know? Aren't you a chatterbox? Aren't you talking a lot? Um, I turned around and said, "No, I'm not. I'm a big chatterbox." <laughs> and my dad loves telling that story. Um, so can't say it worked uh, on on me telling me that I, I talk too much, but for many people, you know, it does. It just depends on the message you had growing up. So if you have learned to not be assertive, I want you to know that you can learn to be assertive. Okay. It's not something you are or you aren't. You can learn this. All right. Now I'm going to share with you seven, yes, seven ways that you can bring more assertiveness into the workplace without coming across as rude or aggressive. Okay. Let's get into it. The first one is, it's a mindset shift. Now I love working with the mindset. It's the first place I start whenever I work with any of my clients. If we can get our mindset in a constructive place, then it's going to help us do those things that we need to do. So firstly, reflect on what limiting beliefs do you have about being assertive in the workplace? So what's holding you back in the first place? Is your belief that if I speak up, I will come across as rude? Or is it, if they don't like my idea, so if I speak up and they don't like my idea, it means they don't like me. Or how about, if they don't like my idea, it means that I don't know my stuff or that I don't have anything of value to offer. How about, if I speak up, it will create conflict. And another one could be, who am I to speak up? I'm just a fill in the blank. I'm just new. I'm not senior enough. I'm not as educated as these people. Who am I to speak up? Okay, so reflect on what what beliefs are rolling around in your mind that might be contributing to you not speaking up and being assertive. And once you have that belief and you're aware of it, you can then observe it and look at how you can shift it, shifting it to something more constructive such as, my ideas are just as valid and worthy as others. Or you could shift it to if they don't like my if they don't like my idea, it's a reflection on them, not me. Another mindset shift could be I can be assertive without being aggressive. It is possible. When we can so when we can shift our mindset to something more constructive, That's going to then put us in the right frame of mind to then do the things that we need to do, which I'm about to get into now. Okay? So, the first thing is mindset shift. The second thing is to ground yourself. All right? And this is something that I did with my group coaching program last week. Um, We did an exercise, a grounding exercise. Um, The reason for doing this is when you're present, so when you bring yourself into the moment and you're present, you will have that presence and you will naturally be more assertive because people will want to listen to you because you are present. So the way to do this is to, if you're, let's say you're sitting in a meeting, be aware of your body on the chair. And maybe you can do this right now. If you're driving, be aware of your, your body sitting in the seat. Be aware of your hands on the steering wheel. If you're on public transport, be aware of your feet on the ground be aware of maybe your hand is holding onto a handrail and just gently squeeze your legs. You can do this right now. No one can tell you're doing it. Give your legs a little squeeze, your knees a squeeze, your butt a squeeze and feel yourself solid, grounded. Now be aware of your breath. Breathe deep. Take a few deep breaths in and out. And notice what's going on around you. Now, if you can do this in a meeting, you'll be. It'll help you to become fully present in that moment. And when you, and what impact this has is that when you, are, when you're grounded, you're breathing deep. It relaxes you. And when you speak, you will naturally come across as more confident, more assertive, because. You are fully present there in the moment. I hope that makes sense. (laughs) What I've found with my clients is that when they're breathing deeper, they're more calm and more relaxed. And then when they speak, they come across as more calm and more relaxed, which then leads to being more confident and assertive as opposed to being uh, nervous or um, flighty or just disconnected from your message so grounding yourself is number two number three is related related back to number two and it's around what you communicate non-verbally so this is about your body language now this is before like when people come to me and say how do I be more assertive they often think it's about what do I need to say when it really starts before you've even said anything So again, I want you to be aware of how you're sitting. Do you, when you're in a meeting, do you lean back in your chair? Do you cross your knees tightly? Where do you sit in the meetings? Do you sit at the very back? I want you to be aware of this and how are you showing up and communicating your assertiveness non-verbally? And you can start to show up in a way that an assertive person shows up. So this could simply be sitting at the front of the meeting. Sit on the front of your chair. Lean forward slightly in your chair. So I want you to visualize, you know, someone who's like slumped over, like think like a sulky teenager, like slumped over in the chair, leaning back, arms crossed, disengaged. You might know people at work who do this. Um, And then think about someone who is sitting upright, straight back, Sitting on the edge of their seat, leaning forward slightly, looking excited to be there. How much of a difference does that make? It's huge. And they haven't even said anything yet. And this is very, this is simple to do. Like the hardest part is simply being aware of it and making it habit. Okay. So show through your nonverbals how engaged you are. All right. So that's the body language, number three. Number four. Is to watch your tone. Now, again, this is not to do with what you're saying, but this is to do with how you're saying it. When we speak, and this is common for women, and especially in Australia, a lot of Australians do this. We put an up on inflection at the end of every sentence, and we say, Hello, my name is Christina. And here I'm today, I'm here today to talk about um, the, this report that we've created and to share some ideas for the future when we have that upward inflection, it makes us sound like we are questioning everything we're saying. That is not assertive communication. If we're trying to gather the attention of everyone, um, hi everyone, can I get your attention? We're about to start the meeting. It doesn't sound like you're sure that you're about to start that meeting. So again, this begins with awareness. And I've worked I have worked through this with many of my clients, and I can tell you right now that if this is a habit for you, chances are you don't even know you're doing it, and it can be quite difficult to even notice when you're not doing it. So, I have clients who say, Am I still doing it? And I'll say, Yes, you are. And I'll say, Okay, how about now? And they're still doing it. So, one of the best things you can do is to record yourself. And notice if you're doing it, and then practice and you can ask a, a good uh, a close friend, you know a close colleague, ask them for feedback and practice putting that downward inflection on your words or making it making it um, straight so instead of down, down, like that down. Um, you can make it go straight across, so ending on a on a steady note instead of going down again. So practice that saying hello. My name's Christina. It's great to see you all today. Thank you for listening. And you can see putting that down with inflection and when we do that it brings much more certainty to what we're saying because we sound that we're certain of it as opposed to I'm not quite sure. I'm asking a question. Yeah. Now of course this is an ongoing thing. This is you're not going to fix this in a day or a week or a month. But it does. You can learn it, okay. Um, one reason I was asked the other day, actually, I met up with a, a podcast listener, which was fantastic. I love doing that, and um, she asked me how I'd gotten to the point where I was able to speak, you know, the way that I do. And one of the the things that I shared with her was simply doing this podcast, and. has been a huge help because when I'm editing, right, when I'm going back and listening to myself, I can hear the way I'm speaking and I've been able to change the way that I speak for the better, right, to make myself more effective and to come across more confident, more certain, all of that. I've been able to do that because I've had that feedback and it's been ruthless. I hated the way I sounded at the start, but I've been able to make those changes. So if you're willing to lean into that discomfort and go, you know what, I'm going to record myself, I'm probably going to hate it, but that's okay because I want to improve and I'm going to get myself this feedback, then go for it. That's one of the best things you can do. Okay, before we get on to number five, I want to take a quick break because I have something to share with you. Hey, Rockstar, if you've been listening for a while, you would have heard me jamming on about this the last few episodes. My next online group coaching program for professional women starts May 28th, and I'm really excited for this. I'm wrapping up the current group um, in the next week, and then I have a few weeks break, and then we'll be back at the end of May. So if this is something you have been thinking about, you want to be recognized at work, you want to be more assertive, speak up and be heard, you want to make that bigger impact in the workplace and have more confidence when you're speaking to a group, then this is the program for you. It's an all-round communication skills training program done completely online so you can be anywhere in the world. Um, You'll be supported by myself and the group. It's a small group of uh, five to six women and we are all there together to to learn and and to support each other as we develop our communication skills and our confidence. Go to thecmethod.com slash groupcoaching for more information and to apply. We will set up a discovery call to explore if the program is a fit for you. That link again, thecmethod.com slash groupcoaching. You'll also find the link in the description of this podcast in your app. All right, I look forward to speaking with you. Okay, back to the show. And we're back and it's with number 5, or the fifth big idea I have to share, I have to share with you around how to bring more assertiveness into the workplace. And it is to be aware of using qualifying and permission words. Now, I have talked about this many times on the podcast before, and I bring it up again because it is so common and so deeply ingrained into how we speak that it can be very difficult to completely let it go. And I'm exactly the same, okay? Now, to avoid coming across as aggressive, I have noticed, and I've been doing a lot of reading about this, and the research is showing that women will often use softening words like just, little, maybe sort of words like that to to soften the language, to make themselves more likable, etc. And so this can come across as so this can take the this can look like, um, sorry, can I just have a moment of your time? So there's an apology there as so, well, oh sorry, can I just have a moment of your time? Or I just have a little idea. Or I put together this little presentation for you. Or Sorry, I just I just have a question about this. Oh sorry, I just wanted to ask. Or responding with a to a question with, it's sort of like, or oh, I suppose, or I think, or I guess it's because. Right. So all of these phrases and words, are are words that they can be detrimental to us because. It comes across like we don't know our stuff and that we're not sure and that we don't deserve to be there. If you say, oh, sorry, I just have a question, it makes it sound like, you know, I shouldn't be asking this question. I should already know it. Um, I'm sorry for being here, for taking up space. When you have every right to ask a question, my friend, you have every right to be there and to ask that question. So don't apologize for asking a question. Okay? Okay. So what you can do is to practice shifting. Well, firstly, being aware if you're using those words. I um, what I notice myself saying is, before you know, I'll say something like, "Oh, I'm just going to get a drink," or before we go to the meeting, I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll just grab a tea, or I'm just going to go to the bathroom real quick, and that's something that I. It seems innocuous, but it does. It does. It can it can leak over into other areas of your speech as well. Um, so it's almost like saying or oh, like apologizing for having to go and get a drink or wanting to go get a drink. Or else there's nothing wrong with simply saying, I'm going to go get a drink, <laughs> right? I'm heading to the bathroom before the meeting. Like there's nothing wrong with saying that. So a couple of ideas for you to shift to. Instead of saying, I suppose, I think, or I guess, You can say, in my opinion, blah, 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 or from my experience with. So from my experience with these types of projects, I recommend we do this, as opposed to, oh, I guess we could do that. You hear the difference? Another assertive way of making a suggestion is to say, I propose we, right? Or again, going back to, you could say something like, um in my experience with this or based on what we found last time i propose that we do this option with that downward inflection right not i propose we do this option i propose we do this option based on my experience and look there's nothing wrong with saying that with a smile right you're not you're not you're not giggling or laughing you're simply warmly stating you might say it with a smile i propose we do this Anything you don't you don't have to smile, but it's like if you if you're worried about coming across as 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 rude, there's nothing wrong with using warm and open body language and a bit of a smile. I'll talk a bit about that in uh, in a moment. So that was be aware of your the qualifying and permission words and apologies as well. Okay, number six is to okay. Now let's get more into the what to say create a bank of assertive phrases. Okay, this is number six, create a bank of assertive phrases. Now, I know a challenge for many people is that in the moment when it's, you're required to be assertive, you often can't think of the words to say. Well, you're not sure how you should be assertive. So one way to better deal with this is, well, firstly, grounding yourself, which is what I said at the start, grounding yourself, breathing deep, relaxing, being present in the moment will help you to think more clearly and come up with those assertive words you want to say. So that's the first part. The second part is to practice. So come up with and practice some sentences or phrases that you can use and plug into any situation. I'll give you an example. Um, One of my clients had a problem with um, her boss coming in and and asking her a question and get ask uh, expecting a response straight away, um, and that was that would fluster her because she didn't know the answer straight away and she and she felt really uncomfortable in that situation. So what she practiced doing and saying was to say, "Yes, I can find that out for you. I'll get back to you in five minutes," and saying that quite assertively. Now, doing that off the cuff didn't happen naturally for her. So she practiced it over and over again saying, yes, I can find out for you. I'll get back to you in five minutes. And we practiced, this is what we did. We role played that. And I got her to practice it over and over and over again until it felt natural so that when she went into the workplace and that situation came up, she was able to say straight out, yes, I can find that out for you. I'll get back to you in five minutes. That was That's a strong, assertive phrase that she can use whenever she gets interrupted or feels like she's she's getting flustered in that moment. Other, other phrases you can use. Um, if someone is asking you, you know, again, interrupting you, you can say, yes, I'm happy to help. I have some time available at 1 p.m. Does that work for you? So it's about saying, yes, of course you can do that thing. Or yes, you want me to do that? Yes, I can do that. So you're not saying no. You're not being rude and saying, no, I can't do that. Or I don't have time right now you're saying yes i'm happy to help i have some time available at 1 p.m. or whatever it is does that work for you so notice here that we're not being we're not saying i don't have time right now or we're not saying i'm happy to help but i'm happy to help but not now right it's always in that constructive framing so yes i'm happy to help here's the time when i can help does that work for you and then the other person feels good they feel special because um, you are taking the time and they, um, and you're not coming across as rude. Another awesome phrase you can use, which I won't take credit for. I learned this from Natalie Brewer, who runs Yellow Lantern, a public speaking training um, program for kids, which she's doing incredible stuff. Something that she recommended is to say, can I pause you there to interrupt someone? So let's picture this. You're in a meeting. Someone's... Ra 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 won't shut up ra 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 and you're leading the meeting you have to get them to stop at some point but then if you say stop talking that's rude if you say um stop we need to move on that's rude okay well that can come across as rude or abrupt now if you say with a downward inflection and you say very confidently can I pause you there Mike no apologies no sorry Mike can I pause it just simply can I pause you there Mike. What's what that is suggesting to Mike is that you haven't stopped him talking. He's simply paused, which suggests that he's going to continue on later. <laughs> right? So there's a it's a it's a slight change in the language, but it totally works. So can I pause you there? And notice that I'm asking a question, but I'm still putting a downward inflection on it. So I'm not saying, can I pause you there? I'm saying, can I pause you there? So Your your words are asking a question, but your tone is saying, I'm in control here and I'm going to pause you, but I'm framing it as a question so it doesn't come across as rude. Okay, so there's a lot going on in that simple sentence. Can I pause you there? I had the ladies in my current group program go out and practice this and they came back and said that it worked incredibly well. And they use it all the time, so there's proof right there. So give it a go. Can I pause you there? Um, another phrase, another great phrase is: let's say that you're being asked a question and you don't know the answer. Let's say you're presenting; Q, it's Q and A time. A good sentence to have in your in your bank is to say, "That's a great question, John. Thank you for asking." you know, we don't have that information right now, but I will find that out for you. So, or or some variation of that, okay? So firstly, thanking them for their question, telling them that that is a great question and then confidently saying, look, that's not my area of expertise. I don't have that with me right now, but I will find out for you. So if you can practice some sort of variation of that, that helps to buy you some time in the moment to think of an answer if that's if you if you do have an answer you know simply saying that's a great question thank you and it's making them again making the audience member feel special for asking a question uh, especially when you say that's a great question thanks for asking they go ooh i asked a great question in front of everyone too right so they're feeling special so you're building some rapport with them and then you're assertively um not needing not answering the question yeah okay another um another one another great phrase is oh also th- you can use this when you um are using can i pause you there so let's say that you need to move on in a meeting you can say can i pause you there john thank you so much for your contribution those are all really great ideas i am conscious of time so let's move on and we can discuss those ideas after the meeting okay so you're assertively saying let's move on right and notice that there's no but in there there's no thanks John but thanks John they're great ideas but we need to move on all right no buts no buts buts basically say that uh, everything you just said before the but is is completely uh, undermined So thanks for your contribution, John. Those are great ideas, but it's like saying they're actually not great ideas. I just said that to make you feel good. Okay. So thank you. Can I pause you there, John? Thank you for your contribution. Those are great ideas. I am conscious of time, so let's move on and we can talk more about your ideas after the meeting. Okay. So John's feeling good. You're feeling good. Everyone gets to lunch early. Everything's good. (laughs) All right. So those are some assertive phrases you can practice and start to build up, okay? Um, you know an important thing to remember there is that when you do interrupt people um, to avoid coming across as rude, do it warmly and thank them. People love feeling heard and appreciated. So when someone is you know really talking talking a lot. Instead of rolling your eyes and going, why is this person banging on, banging on? You know, interrupt and say, "Look, we really, we appreciate that. We really do." And and give them a smile, and use your open body language. You know, open up your palms, uncross your arms. um, You know, show that show that you really do appreciate them. At the same time, you also respect everyone else's time. And we want to get. We're working towards this bigger goal of having a resolution in the meeting and everyone uh, getting out to lunch on time. Yeah. Um, so, the se- okay, let's move on to the last thing, the seventh thing around being more assertive in the workplace. Um, this, actually, this one's more about how to be warm and build rapport. So you might be thinking, okay, Christina, it's all well and good for me to say these things, to be grounded, to use open um, – to – to use these assertive phrases, to use a downward inflection, but what, but how do I also come across as, as a warm? Now, some, an interesting thing that, that, um, a client told me recently was she noticed that to appear warm, so she was aware of this and she thought, okay, and what she was doing to appear warm and friendly, she giggled a lot and she would smile, she would giggle um and that was her attempt to be friendly and warm. Unfortunately, it went the other way and it came across as being girly and resulted in her not being taken seriously. You know. And I've and I've heard this before as well. So in terms of what what women will attempt to do in order to come across as warm friendly. So I I understand that this double bind it is it is tricky to navigate, but you can get there. Okay, you can. So to, be, to, to, to build that warmth and rapport, um, focus on your body language. So instead of maybe giggling or making your voice go up higher, um, you use that open body language. And another thing that really works is using people's names. So if you want to build rapport with someone, use their name at the start of the sentence. Jim, thank you so much for your contribution. Mary, it's a it's it's great to hear what you have to say. Um thank you so much, Susan. It's really appreciated. You know, I, I really um I, I agree with what you said, Mark. You know, so using their names helps them to feel special because you've addressed them. That's gonna build that rapport. So that's a really good way to show that warmth, um, using people's names, open body language. And then again, I'm going to mention that downward inflection because that is, that is going to at least take your attention away from um, using a high-pitched voice in order to appear warm and friendly. There are other ways that you can do it. Okay, so those are my seven big ideas for you on how to bring more assertiveness into the workplace. Now, I, I would love to hear, if you're going to implement one of these, I'd love to hear how you go. Send me an email, cc at thecmethod.com, or post in our Facebook group, The C Method Rockstars. I'd love to hear from you, what do you do to bring more assertiveness into the workplace? And did you implement one of the things I shared today, and how did it work for you? I'd love to hear what, what results you get from it. I know from experience it works, and I know from the clients I've worked with that it works And I am curious, very curious to hear if it works for you as well. If you want a summary of this episode, you will find it at thecmethod.com slash 205. That's the show notes. And of course, if you enjoyed this and you found found it valuable, then do share it with a friend um, if you think that they would also find it useful for them. It's one of the best ways to get this podcast listened to and impacting more people. Okay, and that is all from me this week. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I'm not going to see you in the next few weeks, so I'll see you in about a month when I'm back after my wedding and honeymoon adventure. And I do uh, I do hope that you enjoy the upcoming episodes because I'm confident they're going to be fantastic. Keep on being awesome, Rockstar. My name's Christina Cantors, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed.